Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Socks on Tap. Tony, I, I, my first reaction is just, fuck yes, let's go. Socks versus Detroit. That's, that's where it all starts. Because it all starts taking care of business in-house in the Central Division. That's right, I'm a meatball. You gotta bring that top button swag, baby. It is always great to beat the Cubs. And I'm a homer, so I always say they're gonna. Dallas Keiko Lampson got some beards that you should be afraid of. What everybody said when he gets out there, it's me versus the other guy, and I'm gonna beat him. So I just love that mentality. It's cool and fucking tough. Steve, Steve, would you say that Tony is mad online? I, I would definitely say that. The White Sox winner. Hello, White Sox fans, and welcome to a winning edition of Sunday Funday Sox on Tap. It's Tony Marchese. Today, I am joined by my dude, Sean Roberts. You can find him on Twitter at Sean23Roberts, myself over at Tony on Tap, and the show at Sox on Tap. Once again, we're presented by On Tap Sportsnet. Make sure you're visiting ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Sean we have a winner to talk about today. It's Sunday Fun Day. We'll get into a bunch of different various White Sox topics. If you're on the YouTube, join us in the comments, ask some questions. We'll be here to answer them. Welcome in. Let's get ready. Sit back, relax, and strap it down, Sean. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing good. I'm glad we got the whole uh, we got the domestic beer line going here. We got uh, we got the Miller Lite, we got the Budweiser, uh, unplanned of course, unplanned. Um, so I got the uh, the the shirt from Raygun, the uh, the socks, great taste, less filling shirt. Uh, you know, Southside baseball, and then I just got this hat today. So I'm like, nah, screw it, let's put it on, let's see what happens, and then turn the camera. On. There's Tony with his Budweiser stuff. So there we go. Hey, I mean, this is uh, it's a battle of the beers today on Socks on Tap, and uh, I'm cracking uh, my Budweiser per usual in the On Tap Sports Stack koozie. Sean, I saw you had a nice Miller Light in your hand. Oh yeah, we'll be back in a forth fine today. Pilsner beer. A, a, like that's my biggest problem with it. Who just says that it's fine? Come on, <laughs> who says it? It's a fine Pilsner. Eh, well, it's what the, people say about the White Sox, right? Like it's it's a fi- it's a fine roster. Yeah, give me the king of beers instead. I want my <laughs> roster to be more like Budweiser than just, eh, it's fine. Yeah, it's like the the meme, right? You know, there's a dog sitting at a table. This is fine. That's what it's like when you're drinking a Miller Lite. <laughs> Sean, how uh, how are you feeling about the victory today? It feels good. It, it It's amazing how on an everyday basis your mood switches. Like you, you go from yesterday's game um, where that just seemed completely lifeless. Everything went wrong. Um, Michael Kopech didn't have a good outing. The offense didn't show up. And then today's just completely different. So that like you go from like, God, this team, they're never going to win another game. They're never going to win a game again to today where it's like, eh, it's Rangers, but like, we looked really, we looked really good today. You know, we did, we did look really so, good. so it's, it's a constant battle on a day in day out basis where it's like, man, um, this team's awful to this team can contend. And here we are. We sit at you know two games out of first place. Sometimes it feels like we're 15 games out of first place. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I'm very happy about the win today. Well, I'm glad you are. I am as well, Sean. And uh, the White Sox do win this one by a final of eight to two. Lucas Giolito day. It's one of our favorite days on this show where we get to break down Lucas Giolito's start. I see Sean's shaking his head already. 
Lucas Giolito goes five innings today. We'll get to the offense in a second. He had plenty of run support. But, Sean, let's just start this show out talking about Lucas Giolito on the mound today for your Chicago White Sox. Um, I can't say that he, he pitched poorly, right? Because, like, numbers don't lie in a sense. But when you're supposed to be – he's not the ace anymore. Let's say you're supposed to be the number two. Right, he's supposed to be the number two on this rotation. He wants to be paid like an ace. Um, when you're you're facing the Texas Rangers, and you're at 70, 70 plus pitches after three innings, that's unacceptable. That's unacceptable. And I know, like, I'm trying not to shit on him here because he had a really he had a good outing. Like, and and the Sox won eight to two. And people look at that, be like, why is this guy crapping on Lucas Giolito? I crap on him because of the fact that you're supposed to be the guy, right? Well, you're at 73 pitches at three at the third. You're 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 hurting your team here, in a sense. Now, granted, the bullpen came in, and and you have guys like Jimmy Lambert and and, and all that 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 are rolling right now. But Tony and I. I said this before we went on, and I don't know if you want to dive into it right now, but I think you know where I'm going with this. I know where you're going. Do I got the green light here? Yeah, green light. Let's go. Let's hear it. Hot, spicy, meatball takes five minutes into the show. Let's hear it. If the Sox were to make the playoffs today, let's just say divisional round, right? You're in the divisional round, best of five. I don't think Lucas Giolito's on my playoff roster. You're giving him the Dallas Keuchel treatment. You can't have Tony. Giving him the Dallas Keuchel treatment right here, Sean. This is this Cease is, is start, This is Cease is starting game one. Cease is starting game one. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. What's your plan? Cueto's going to be game two. Then it's a toss up for game three. You could go Lynn. Right. You could go. You could go. Giolito. Who would you rather have in that? Socks insane. He's a fifth starter right now. I 100% agree. Fifth starters usually don't make the divisional round for roster purposes, right? And we talked about Michael Kopech. Well, Michael Kopech is going to be on the team because you can put him if if one of your starters goes three innings with 74 pitches, you can put Michael Kopech in to, to try and carry two or three innings. And you also have Ronaldo Lopez. I don't know if I'm putting Lucas Giolito on this play. It's a it's a toss-up between him and Lance Lynn. I would say that the body of work right now for Lucas Giolito all around this year, and this is just me right now, and I'm a big Lance Lynn guy. You know me, fear the beard. And, and so am I. I love, love Lance Lynn. Lynn. Love Lance Lynn. But if Lance Lynn returns to form, Sean, I think you're right. I think you're absolutely correct. And I, I want people to take an honest look at this. I want to take an honest look at this, and if this team somehow wins this, wins the division and gets past the wild card round, because it's probably what's going to have to happen, and gets into that divisional round, I need take an honest look at this and look yourself in the mirror and go, Lucas Giolito, does he deserve to be on this playoff roster? Not deserves, but what Is value does he? Option? What value does he give you on the playoff roster today? Now he can go on a stretch here, Tony, to end the season in the next two months where he's lights out and he's going six, seven innings, and th- that could change everything. But as we sit here today on August seventh, would you have Lucas Giolito on your playoff roster? And people need to be honest with themselves. No, I and don't. I, think and, I, and, I, and and I, I wouldn't. I would not. And I the fact that he wouldn't be on your playoff roster is a huge bleeping problem 
Oh, we can swear here, Sean. We're not on the radio. Well, no, I know. I'm just. I was. I was doing my hawk right there. There you go. You know, what? like that's a that's a that's a huge issue. It from, is a huge from, issue. This is from a guy, a, this is a guy that wanted to, you know, you got commercials about how he was the worst pitcher in baseball, and then comes back, he's the best pitcher, up and down, it's and I'm a roller coaster with. And this I've guy. been on this train for a long for this entire season, Tony, with Lucas, where it's, I'm tired of the antics, I'm tired of the the pouting on the mound, I'm tired of Ethan Katz having to come out and hold his hand. That's not what an an ace is. I'm just I, I I I'm personally ready to move on, but if he's on this team, he needs to perform a hell of a lot better than what he put out there today. And here's I know this, you can. Here's sit- the sad thing, Sean, is that Dylan Cease is going to pitch himself off this roster. This is what I fear, and then well, Lucas Giolito gets the extension, and you know we've got to deal with that over and over again. Worst thing that happened. We're way down the path here, but. Yeah, I know. And this again, like he could go on a run the next two months, and I look like a uh, I look like a damn moron. But hey, but as, guess what? Sometimes you need to give some some tough love. I mean, as we our say, guy, as, our guy Steve has told me, I've got to give some tough love to Gavin Sheets, and I've done that. And it's time, maybe maybe you need to start speaking to Lucas Giolito more, Sean. As we sit here today, I can't have Lucas Giolito on my playoff roster. He brings no value. Pitching three innings at 73 pitches doesn't do anything in a best of five series besides hurt your bullpen. And maybe you have him on the roster, but I I don't it'd be a tough it would be a tough conversation to have. So you're fed up, and that's fine. I, I get it. The only thing that I have to say here is I feel like Lance Lynn's kind of uh, take his last start as a step in the right direction. Lance Lynn is the other guy who's in that spot right now. When you look at the overall body of work, and then you have to look at the innings that Michael Kopech's thrown thus far and figure out what type of role he plays on the playoff roster if, and when we get there. So I'm right there with you. Dylan Cease is your, is your number one hands down. I agree with that. Johnny Cueto, Probably has to be your number two. He, does, he and, deserves it. He deserves guess it. Guess what? Nobody thought that that would have been. No. Nobody thought that that would have been something that we were saying on this show in August. I I all. did say I did say at the beginning of the season that I needed a Johnny Cueto T-shirt jersey when he got called up. I still haven't got it yet, but you still don't have one. I still don't have the Cueto T-shirt jersey. Wow, we we might need to make that happen, Sean. We might need to make it happen here soon so you can uh, wear it on the show. But the, the fact that Lucas Giolito has had these types of problems, and again. We might get ripped apart for this. The start looked fine. Five innings, only six hits. There was just a lot of labor that went into it. Way too much, way too much labor that went but into Tony, that's innings. that's every start with him. Yeah, you might get one every once in a while, but every start just feels like it's like, come on, Lucas. Come and next thing you know, you look up, they're wrapping up the third inning. He's at 70 plus pitches. What if this bullpen? What if this bullpen was absolutely torched the first three games? Right, you end up in a situation where Jose Ruiz is coming in the goddamn fourth inning. An automatic white flag. Stop with the nightmare fuel, please. Stop with the nightmare fuel because that's that's what gives me bad dreams. Um, Is hearing about Jose Ruiz coming in the game in the in the fourth inning in any situation? Uh, (laughs) You know that's that's what nightmares are made of, Uh, Sean. 
the White Sox offense. I want to I want to flip this back. It's Sunday fun day. Yeah, let's go back to the positives. It was not a fun conversation about Lucas Giolito by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, But the White Sox offense was fun today. I don't know why we can't do this all the time. Uh, They're able to muster up uh, more runs today than they were able to in the previous three games. Put down eight today. Yeah, offense looked good. Come from (laughs) offense looked good. Ball, ball go far. Team go far. Right. You know, Andrew Vaughn with a nice little home run there. Um, Luis Robert able to go the other way uh, on that on the double. The offense looked good. See, this is but this is the frustrating part that we battle day in and day out. This goes back to what I was talking about earlier, Tony. Like you sit here, you see the talent, right? You see the talent and how good they can actually be. They just are so damn inconsistent where you you make Dane Dunning look like Max Scherzer last night, right? Like, that shouldn't happen. That shouldn't happen. The night before, you should be able to put up more than two runs. You should you should be putting up five to six runs at minimum against the Texas Rangers because everybody else is doing it. But then we come to town, the White Sox come to town, and they look like it, it, it's it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. But today, we were supposed again, to have back, fun. We were supposed to have know, fun here talking we're, about the offense. We are supposed to have fun. We, we can back, get back to the negative. Back to the, po- back to the positives. They look good today. I like their bats. I like their approaches. Um, Pollock in the leadoff spot obviously had a hell of a game. Something maybe to look at going forward. I saw Nani's tweet um, earlier that even when Timmy comes back until he's back to – doing what Tim Anderson is able to do from an offensive standpoint. Maybe you keep Pollock in the leadoff spot and you move Timmy back down in the lineup. Was Nani stealing my material? I, th- I, th- I thought that was Nani's tweet. It might have been mine. Because I, I don't, I, I don't know who was it was. I don't know whose it was, but it was a good tweet. I, know, I liked I know it. Nani's, I know and Nani's I'm a, on I, the same train. I know Nani's and I'm a on big, the same train. And I'm a big Tim Anderson guy, and I love him in the leadoff spot. And as is, I always believe that as Timmy goes, this team goes. But – Proof might be in the pudding. Hey, AJ Pollock, he has done a excellent job in that leadoff role, Sean. I, I'm I was talking about this with Steve on the show. I believe it was on Thursday night. And I said it on here first. I think I tweeted about it. I know we texted about it. Nani may have tweeted about it, but I am a firm believer that when Tim Anderson comes back, he should be hitting sixth or seventh. I heard it in the post game today. Chuck and Ozzy talking about how Tim Anderson maybe should be hitting down in the order. When you've got a guy that's had over 50 at-bats, as A.J. Pollock has, and is hitting over 400 in that one spot, which is way better than Tim Anderson's done. I know he's got a way larger uh, sample size than A.J. Pollock. Sometimes things just click. Sometimes you got to change some stuff up. I'm I'm for this change. At least I'm for I'm for whatever gets this offense going. And if that's what if that's what it takes, then that's what it takes. At this point, you're you're two games out of first place. Like throw everything else out. Whatever's working or whatever works, whether it's for two games, three games. And I say this and I don't mean like Larry Garcia had a really good game today. Um, let's not let's he's out of this conversation. So let's not get crazy and have him in the lineup every day. But I think you know where I'm going with this, where like whatever consistent thing that you've been looking at, like Tim Anderson's got to play, he's got to hit leadoff or else, you know, he's no, like whatever is working, that's what you got to go with. You have to, you got to, you, you can't afford to mess with mess around with things or go back to not scoring runs. I'll give like, you one. I'll give you one prime example here, Sean, you know, who Scott Darling is correct. 
Yep. If you're a listener and you're not a Blackhawks fan, Scott Darling was a former Blackhawks goaltender who the Blackhawks went to in a playoff series because he was just playing better than Corey Crawford. Got hot. Got hot at the right hand or right time. You have to sometimes ride the hot hand. You have to go with what's working for your offense. Some of this stuff, I mean, if you look at A.J. Pollock versus Tim Anderson on paper right now, Sean, I think both you and I would be crazy to say, yeah, I'm going to hit A.J. Pollock first. But then you go look at some of the recent stats. You go look at how this team performs when certain people are in certain positions in the lineup or on the field and all this other stuff. Right now it feels like there's some sort of magic formula when you have A.J. Pollock batting leadoff for this ball club. Proofs in the he was stats. the leadoff hitter in Detroit, wasn't he? Who? To start the year, A.J. Pollock? Uh, because Timmy was suspended. Yeah, there there was, uh, I, think I, Paul, I believe, uh, the one game that he was suspended. It was game one because then he got there, hurt. Yep. Because mm-hmm. then, he, then Pollock got hurt, yes. right? He, he tweaked the hamstring, but he was like three for four in that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's just something about AJ Pollock batting first for this White Sox team that seems to be a recipe for success. We'll see what happens when uh, Timmy comes back from his suspension. A little bit of news and notes here: uh, Tim Anderson is serving his two game suspension. It was reduced from three for the from the altercation uh, that he had with an umpire uh, just last week. Uh, he is serving that right now. He'll be back, I believe, game two of the doubleheader on Tuesday is yep. what they've said. Uh, so we'll we'll figure this out uh, as we go along. But, uh, man, I- I'm just a big fan of A.J. Pollock batting first right now because I've seen the results, and they seem better than Timmy's. And guess what? I want Tim Anderson to drive in a couple more runs. I know Ozzy was, was hot on this on the postgame show. But he said, you know, Tim Anderson could do some damage down in the bottom of that order if you've got some guys on base. And if this team's just going to be a singles machine and not do ball go far, team go far stuff, what good is Tim Anderson in the leadoff spot, you know, just being the, the top of that? I mean, imagine him in the six or seven spot. In the six Sean. or I seven think, hole, and then he's, think, he's able to do the patented Tim Anderson in between first, you know, the base hit to right field in between first and second. But even and- that. Let him swing away and go open it up for some power, man. He, yeah. He's he's down in doubles right now. I don't think he's got a triple yet this season. His home run total is not where it should be. And I know that uh, there's a different plate approach that you have. Let him figure it out for a little bit. I know that Tony La Russa is a big Tim Anderson guy. I mean, that's been said in the media all the time. And I, I know think, that – I know I that. I- the fan base is too, man. Like, I think the fan base is too, but maybe, I'm, I'm, I'm a huge Tim Anderson guy. Maybe it's maybe that's the spark. I don't know. Maybe that's the spark. But that goes back to what I was saying, Tony. Like at this point in the season, like whatever's been happening, I, and I'm talking from an offensive standpoint. Whatever's you've been trying this season isn't working because you're a 500 baseball. Club. You're two what two games over 500. To, to me, you're a 500 baseball club. You got to start trying new things. Right, like you got to switch it up. You saw what he did with putting Eloy in the three hole now, moving, moving Jose, back, or you know, to the cleanup, and then Luis Robert has been kind of going up and down, the, back to the two hole type thing, out of the three hole. You got to start changing some things because you got to you got to try and get these guys going on a consistent basis. And if AJ Pollock and leadoff is what sparks it all, like if he comes out on Tuesday 
in that in game one as a leadoff hitter and goes another three for four, like you can't, you can't. No, because you're just you're pulling the the rug right out from underneath. Right, and to me, and I and I felt that I'm not a Hall of Fame. I felt that way when Tim Anderson came back and was immediately handed his spot. Now, Sean, do you believe that Timmy is going to be able to swallow his pride enough to not be the leadoff guy? That's that's a big question that I have. Do you feel that Tim Anderson is due the leadoff spot when he comes back from the suspension in game two? I think for the remaining of the year, I don't think anybody should be guaranteed anything outside of Jose Abreu. And I'm also a guy that back in May, when Jose Abreu was struggling like no other, was sitting there going like, he needs to be benched for a few games because he's just not clicking, right? But Jose Abreu is the only person on this on this team that deserves anything, that should be given anything. Um, now, and this can maybe lead into our next topic here, the conversation or the quote that was, that came out last night of what he said about what's going on with the, the team. And the, and I guess you could maybe say the clubhouse. Um, but no, I, th- I think as to go back to what you said or what you asked, I, I don't think Tim Anderson's guaranteed anything and he shouldn't be. I think that's the problem on this team as I think guys f- feel entitled. I think there's a lot of entitlement on this roster that they should be owed something or that they can just go out there and they should be they should be given the division because they have all the talent in this thing. Go out and F and get it. Nope. Like and if you gotta swallow your pride on something, swallow your pride, Lucas Giolito. Swallow your pride, Tim Anderson. Swallow your pride, Yuan Mincata. Swallow your pride, Eloy Jimenez, who is I have to play left field. I have to play no. F that if if the team is better with you being a DH, then you have to sit there and go. I I just want to make the team better. I need to be the DH. Can you throw Eloy out there once every two weeks? Sure. If that's what's going to get his dick hard, then sure. But outside of that, you're a designated hitter, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like that's the that's the problem on this team is there's too much entitlement for whatever reason because they haven't won shit. They're not owed anything. And that goes to that goes to the front office. That go, God, I feel like I'm on six seven at the score right now. But but like that, looking at the whole the whole thing, that's that's the problem, Tony. There's entitlement from the top down, and it's 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 frustrating. Eloy Jimenez should be able to go to Tony Larusa and go, Hey, you know what? Listen, I want to play left field, but if it's going to make the team better for me to be a DH six out of seven days a week, then that's what I'm going to do. Tim Anderson should go to Tony LaRussa and say, listen, hey, you know, like I'm the starting all-star shortstop and I've been in the leadoff hole for the last, you know, how many years. If it's going to make the team better to have A.J. Pollock there, I can swallow my pride, put me in a six hole. Let me help drive in some runs. Let me do what I can to help this team win, right? If I'm Juan Mancata, I go to Tony LaRussa and say, hey, listen, I've been battling a lot of injuries and stuff, but like I'm going to make a promise to you that I'm going to hustle down the first base. I'm going to hustle to everything I can, every, anything I can do. I will work harder. I will do this and that. Like there's just, there's, it's too, too much entitlement, man. And it, it, it's really bothersome, right? Like Lucas Giolito. Hey, listen, I know I've been throwing 80 mile per hour changeups chest high all year. And then I'm getting roped all over the field. I need to swallow my pride and maybe maybe work a little bit harder on something. I don't, and I'm not, I, I don't want to question guys' work ethic. I, I I I apologize for that, but like 
you, I think you get what I'm saying here. Like they're, you're not owed anything. We're not owed anything. You're not owed anything, Tony. I'm not owed anything. You know, people that are listening to this aren't owed anything. You have to go out and get it. You have to earn it. You have to work for it. And then when you get there, you have to work even harder to keep it. And I think that's the, these guys worked hard to get to this point, to be world series favorites, division favorites, all that. Now's when the work comes, right? Like this is when you got to work even harder. And instead of working harder, we're jogging to first base. We're, we're bitching and complaining about shit that we shouldn't be bitching and complaining about. I don't know. We could have, this is like a whole separate, like, podcast we're here no, to recap just keep going, just keep going. Just, <laughs> i'm just sitting back here you know you're you're carrying everything here man I, I, I think you're you're spot on with a lot of stuff you're spot on with a lot it's of just it's it's if you right there let it you out. have it's the there's a lot of stuff that just rubs me the wrong way about this roster and i hope it changes and i really do because i do love i love these guys man you know, and I know I shit on Lucas Giolito, but like I, I want him to do good. I don't want Lucas Giolito to do bad, right? Like I, I want him to do good. I, we need him to do good if this team's going to be successful. I, I want Eloy Jimenez to something, something happens in his head where it's like, hey, I'm better DH. Like let me just DH. I just want to hit. And look at like, how well this kid swings the bat, Sean. He's, I mean, I was when he's on, this. he's on, Tony. I was, I was writing about this back in 2020, Sean, that, that Eloy Jimenez should just give up the left field thing. And you're, you're right. Sometimes, maybe two games a week, he's out there in left field. I, I know right field's a problem. But if Andrew Vaughn and Gavin Sheets are your only options, unless you're playing Adam Engel and A.J. Pollock, it's, every team's going to have some sort of weakness. Outside of a couple that just spend a little bit more money than we do, but a lot more money, <laughs> a lot more money. Um, but for all intents and purposes, there's a way to construct this to be the right way. And I'll, I'll point to Friday's game. If not, I think it was Thursday's game. The first game that you had Lou Bob back and everybody on Twitter was super happy because this is the first time that you've got, you know, Tim Anderson, the course six, the course, the course six. I don't even need to go waste my breath on the course six here. You had the first time all year that the course six was going to play together and you fucking lost the game. Why? Because Andrew Vaughn's out in right field and takes away a play from AJ Pollock and the, the wheels fall off and everything. This team has a right fit. If it's done correctly, the biggest yep. problem that we've had is guys not being healthy enough or swallowing their pride enough to accept their role. You know, I remember the, the Blackhawks organization, the whole spiel about commit to the Indian, know your role, know what you're doing out there. This White Sox team has lacked it. And I think that's exactly what you're getting to Sean in yep. uh, not so many words is, these guys don't accept their role. They want to be things that they're not. And then it gets further exposed because management needs to adapt to what they're saying. Not so everybody on the roster is yeah. going to be a superstar. 
Not everybody's Jonathan Taze and Patrick Kane, right? Mm-hmm. You know, there's roles for the Andrew Lads and the Benny years out there. Sean, I know you know those names. We're named oh, yeah. a lot of Blackhawks here today. Go Hawks! <laughs> Go Hawks! I'm feeling it, man. I'm ready for some <laughs> hockey. It's going to be terrible out there. On, on it's yeah, it's, it's going to be a rough, it's going to be a rough season. But but guess what? I mean, it might be more fun than this. At least less heartache uh, than going through this White Sox season, Sean. Um, the Sox did win today. They despite, did win. Despite what we've just spewed out here for the last 28 minutes and 30 seconds, the Sox yeah. did win today, which is good. You got the split. You got the split. But one thing that's kind of frustrating to me, Sean, is the fact that you had a chance this weekend, specifically yesterday, to gain some ground. And it just feels like every single time that you've got a Minnesota Twins loss, a Cleveland Guardians loss, you also see a White Sox loss. At, at a certain point, I know that they're not – it sounds cliche. They're probably not going to sit there and say they're scoreboard watching. I would I would advocate them to scoreboard watch. We're, we're, I mean, we're getting it fed season. down our throats during the broadcast. So Start scoreboard <laughs> watching. If the Twins Benetti, are up by one run, you go score five. Like Benetti, that's what I want Benetti and Stone need to maybe go down to the dugout and, and and preach to them because we're getting preached every single inning that there's a score update about that. Oh, oh, the Twins. It's the fifth inning. The Twins just scored a run. Um, so yeah, yeah they, maybe took, they. If you took any member of the media, Sean, and they walk down there post game and they say, "Did you know that the Twins lost that game and you guys had an opportunity with the bases loaded to blow this one open and you failed?" How does that feel? Like that's the question I want to hear. I want to. I want that answer. You know, Yohan Mankata, you're up there. It's you know, fucking a tie ball game in the sixth inning. You had the bases loaded with two outs, and you struck out. Where did you look and see that the Twins just lost, and you may have just lost it? How does that feel? I want to know the answer to that because I want to know if they're competing for something. It it, it goes back to what I was just talking about, Tony. It's that entitlement, and it, it, I feel like they feel entitled that hey, we should we're the best talented team in the division. AL Central should just be ours. We can go out and coast. And and like I said, and this goes for any aspect in life, when you work hard to get somewhere, right? When you work hard to become World Series favorites, when you work hard to become division favorites, when you work hard to become league favorites, right? That's when you got to work harder. And it goes for any aspect in life. When you get work your ass off to get a promotion, that's when it really, like you got to, you, you can't coast anymore. Right, like you work hard to get there, you got to work even harder to stay there, and you're not seeing that with the Chicago White Sox in 2022 so far. Nope, haven't seen it, and it's it's frustrating. I think it's frustrating for all of us. But Sean, you know, I'm going to keep the positive vibes. Yeah, yeah, you know, I'm going to yeah. keep the positive vibes. I think this team could still win the division. I've got some questions once we get there, but uh, <laughs> those will those will get answered later. And yeah, you know. I, I just want to watch more White Sox baseball, and I hope that they continue to uh, at least leave this window open for the 2022 season. Uh, let's get into a few different other topics, Sean. You know, we, we went down the Lucas Giolito path. We went down some of the Tim Anderson leadoff stuff, but you brought up a couple of relievers 
that have really done a very fucking great job out of the bullpen of late. Let's talk about Joe Kelly and Jimmy Lambert. Yeah, uh, Joe Kelly's been been lights out lately, man, and he's he's really he's winning me back um, because I would say about a month or so ago, maybe two months ago, I was I was done. I was like, this is I don't know why we did this terrible decision, right? It was good at the time during the season, awful decision. I'm over Joe Kelly, and I don't want to see him pitch for the White Sox anymore. Now he's being the Joe Kelly that we thought we were going to get, right? Like he, and maybe it's because he's feeling healthy. I don't know what the situation is, but he's he's pitching some damn good baseball right now. Jimmy Lambert, I think uh, I saw Chuck Garfine's tweet uh, right before we went uh, on here, and it was the, in his last 12.2 innings, 0.00 ERA. Jimmy Lambert, okay. Guess what, Jimmy Lambert, playoff roster, okay. You're on. I like it. So it's just, it's good to see guys like that step up. It's good to see a guy, right? It's good to see a guy work hard to get here and work even harder and succeed to stay. Amazing how that works, right? You're setting the bar here. You're setting the bar high, and the bar deserves to be set high. Um, It should be. It should be. It's the major leagues. It's the major, but that's the problem with this organization. It's the major leagues. The bar should be set high. We sat here for years of a rebuild to get to this point. The bar should be set high. It shouldn't just be to win the American League Central, the worst division in baseball. It shouldn't be to just win that. It should be to win the goddamn World Series. So well, sorry to get back on another rant. I know <laughs> coming into this, they told you it was World I, Series or bust, Sean. I and and back to Joe Kelly and, and Jimmy Lambert. They're they're being solid arms out of the pen. That's what we like to see. Um, I, more of Jimmy Lambert and Joe Kelly, less Jose Ruiz, please, for the love of God, someone get the man off the roster. I can't take it. But anyway, shout out Joe Kelly, shout out Jimmy Lambert for fucking pitching their nuts off. <laughs> You're just on a roll today. I'm on a roll. Listen, I got no lie to me. I golfed, I, I, I golfed yesterday. I golfed today. It's downpouring in Des Moines, Iowa right now. Morale's high and I'm just getting ready for the week. <laughs> hey, the Sox won today for you too. Just don't forget that. Uh, yeah. you know, Sean, I, I'll just follow up your, your comments on Joe Kelly and, and Jimmy Lambert. I have been very impressed with both of them. Um, and I think that the acquisition of Jake Diekman has also helped propel, like just propel this bullpen. I know he gave up uh, a home run today. He got touched up for the first time in a White Sox uniform. But he's been a great addition. Uh, Tanner Banks has had some escape artist stuff. I know he was sent down. Uh, prior to today's ball game, we'll get into some Lennon Sosa stuff here in just a moment. That's who came up for Tanner Banks. But, you know, the the back end of the bullpen, which was a huge thorn in our side, Sean, for what felt like a month or two, where nothing seemed to work. Guys couldn't be going back-to-back days. You've had, you, there was all sorts of trouble. Um, it, it feels like some of that is kind of water under the bridge right now. Now, that has to be how it is for the rest of this season if the White Sox are going to make a run and take this division. You need the bullpen pitching the way that they are right now. And I think when you've got 11 scoreless uh, from Joe Kelly and what is it, 12-plus scoreless? Yeah, 12-plus from from Jimmy Lambert. Lambert, uh, You're giving yourself some solid options there, especially when you add in Kendall Graveman, 
and Liam Hendricks to the back end of it, we're starting to see the bullpen work. That's a very positive sign. I think starting to see it take shape the way it's supposed to take shape. And that's, that's, that is a positive sign, Tony. And that's, that's, that's the beautiful thing is like, we were sold this super pen, right? We were sold like, Hey, we're not going to go out and get a second baseman. We're not going to go out and get a right fielder. We're going to, we're going to add arms in our bullpen. And we all sat there and was like, okay, shoulder shrug, whatever. Um, And then of course, super pen fails uh, throughout the season. Talk about, you talk about entitlement guys, not being able to pitch two days in a row, Jesus. Um, But here we are in August. Hopefully that can turn because it's going to have to. You're you're going to coming down this stretch. Liam Hendricks is going to have to be able to pitch two days in a row. Joe Kelly's going to have to be able to pitch two two days in a row. Absolutely. Kendall Graven is going to have to be able to pitch two days in a row. Like you conserved, you probably lost a few ball games because of the the, the conservativeness of not being able to pitch these guys throughout the Mays and the Junes and the Julys. Well, guess what? It's nut up or shut up time. You get paid a lot of money. If you got to pitch the eighth inning in two days in a row, so be it. Because the race is on. You're two games out of first place. You're not 15 games out of first place. You're not up 15 games in first place. You're chasing. So every game matters. Every game is a playoff game from two weeks ago till from the all-star break till now or to, to, to the end of the season. Like you got to go after it. You have to. Goes back to what we were talking about earlier in the lineup. Like you like throw all the bullshit aside and go and win a goddamn division. Earn it. Work for it. It's right there in front of them, Sean. It's right, right there. there. Right there. And, uh, you know, uh, we talked about the scoreboard watching a, a little bit. Most of it's on them. Just go win every single baseball game you can. I think it starts with winning series. Take two out of three from every single series that you possibly can. I could, Winning streaks are fun. They're cool and tough. We love them. But here on out, you got to win at almost every single series. Sean. But that's the but that's the one thing, Tony. I'm I'm all for give me serious wins all the time. Like I'll, I'll never discount serious wins. But that's the one thing with this team is, and that's what I think we all keep waiting for. I think the team keeps waiting for it. We keep waiting for it as 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 a fan base. The media keeps waiting for it. When, if, are the Sox going to go on that seven to eight to ten game winning streak run where not only do they put the pressure on the Twins, but they've overtaken the Twins, and and I think that's what we all keep waiting for. But the problem is you're running out of time. So yeah, if it's going to happen, it needs to happen now. I'll go with this one from uh, Sockside Mike ninety. The Twins are still last year's Twins. We're just playing like shit. It's in their own hands. I kind of believe. I, I agree that. with that. I kind of agree with that. that. Yep. I, I, I'm not too worried about Cleveland at the moment. I think, you know, they're they're hanging around. But for all intents and purposes, that streak that you're talking about, they should have been on one already. They, sh- they should have been. been. It's overdue. Been. It's overdue. And I think at this point in time, I kind of question whether or not they will go on one. Uh, I saw a comment in here earlier about are we setting ourselves up for another 2008 blackout or uh, blackout game? Um, and uh, I think that came from Sockside Mike as well. Um, can't find the comment at the moment, but uh, I'll pull it up if I can. Uh, Sean, you've got a lot of twins in September, and I believe we finish our season 
against them. I think it goes. I think it goes. Twins, Padres, Twins. Yeah. So. So good luck with that. Now is. Uh, I think Stone. I think now is the time, Sean. Now is the time to get yourself up in this division, especially when you've got the Kansas City Royals coming up this week, and I want to get to that here in just a moment. But now is the time you have to put some space. In between well, you and the twins, but you gotta catch listen, him first. You gotta catch him first. But there's a chance for you to go put some space there before you do that because you don't want to be. I don't want to be playing those last three series, Sean. Down a game, I don't. Well, and that's what Stone. If uh, last night on the broadcast, Stone was telling Casper was they they showed the last three series of the of the season. It goes Twins, Padres, Twins. And Stone was pretty much saying you have to go and win these games now to give yourself wiggle room because that end of the season, he, he was like, here's the thing, is the Sox and Twins are going to beat up on each other those those last two series, and Cleveland's going to sneak in here because their schedule lightens up tremendously, and they're going to sneak in and win the division because the Twins and Sox kicked the shit out of each other those la- that last week, right? So you ha- like, you're 100% right, Tony. Now is the time. And we keep waiting for it and waiting for it and waiting for it. I think the team keeps waiting for it. We all keep waiting for it. And it hasn't happened yet. But you have to – it has to happen. You have to. If you're if you're going to win this division, if you're going to get into the playoffs, if you're going to – I'm not even going to say compete for a World Series. Let's just talk – let's get there. Let's get to the playoffs and win the division first. If you, if you can get to that point, you have to go on one of these runs. You have to. It's the only way it's going to happen. Because the end of the season, I can see it now. We are going to be a miserable fan base that last week if we don't separ- try and get ahead of the Twins here and get a little bit of separation. And Cleveland's just got to be licking their chops because they're just hanging around and hanging around and waiting. And and that last week, two weeks of the season is where they might make their jump by just hanging around. What's, what's the old saying? You leave bad teams around long enough, you know? They'll, they'll bite you. What what has this division done the entire year? They've left Cleveland in the mix the entire time. It's, and, it's and, and it's hard to sit here. It's hard to sit here and say Cleveland's a bad baseball team because I love the way they play. They they run everything out. They play they play hard. They play smart baseball. They play clean baseball. It's hard to hate on that, right? Um, I don't think the Twins are a good baseball team. I just I just don't. I think they they've like. Like the comments said, there's the twins are still the twins. I I think they're just they play in the AL Central, right? Like you're in first place and you're all, like I, I don't know. I don't. I, this is a Sox division in my until it's not. And hey, you got you got to prove it, Sean. And and that's something that we've it's the entitlement. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think we got I think we got to the bottom of a couple of things. We got to the bottom of a couple of things there. Put that to bed for just a minute, Sean. I got to ask you. You're an Iowa guy. Uh, we're coming up on the anniversary of a very historic game in, in White Sox franchise history, which is played out in your current home state of Iowa. That was the Field of Dreams game. Field of Dreams games coming to Iowa again this year. What's the level of excitement out there for Cubs versus the Reds? Um, I don't think it's as big as it was last year. Um, I actually – just talked about this yesterday on my radio show with Alex Cohen, the play-by-play voice of the Iowa Cubs. Because I, I sit here and I don't 
hear much about it. Now, this week could be a little bit different because it is the week of the game. So things are going to start amped up to be amped up a little bit. But there was just such a, I mean, for the, and maybe it was the buildup because it was supposed to happen a year prior and then it got canceled and, and, and all that. So you had like this two year, three year waiting period waiting for this, this Sox Yankee game to happen in Dyersville. Um, there's just, to me right now, there's not a big buzz to it. Now they're doing something a little bit different this year. They're be, they're having the two minor league teams play each other too. Um, Cedar Rapids versus the quad or quad cities, which is that that's really cool that, you're including the minor leagues. Um, the unfortunate thing is, is from a standpoint of like, you, it's the Cubs Reds, two teams literally in last battling for last place in the NL central um, of who can be worse. That's, that's not a big draw. Last year you had the white Sox and you had the Yankees both battling for postseason, two of the best teams in baseball at the time. And obviously the Yankees are going to be the Yankees, even if they were 10 games under 500. And that's what you might get with the Cubs as painful as that is for me to say, you're going to still probably get that because you have a national fan base, right? Mm -hmm. As far as reds go, I, I couldn't, I don't know. Like the white Sox being in, in, in first place last year. And then obviously the playoff hunt helped, with that tremendously like Sox don't have this huge national fan base, but when your team's good and you're able to showcase that helps tremendously. And then everything that goes with it, you're not going to be able to repeat, right? Like Kevin Costner is not walking down on the field where, and it brings grown grown men into tears because he's walking and without even saying a word, you have music in the background and he's walking in the outfield and grown men are crying because they're that it, it, it just emotion took over. you. You're not going to be able to repeat that. Right. So you can have the players walk out of the corn and that'll be cool, but it's not going to, nothing will ever beat last year, especially the way the game ended up being played as well. And Tony, I know you were there. Like, so from a buzz standpoint, I do feel it is lacking a little bit um, that there's not that much buzz around it. And again, like I said, it can change this because now we're approaching the actual week of the game. Um, But there just isn't this huge, like, Hey, feel the dreams games Thursday. Got to stop what you're doing. Make sure you can watch it. Like there's, I, I haven't felt any of that at least so far. So to me, it's just another Thursday night baseball game that is going to be played on national TV in Iowa. And again, I, like, I'll probably watch a little bit of it, but it's not appointment television for me. And that's kind of how I feel as well. And then you know, I also look into this. You know, I've, I've questioned this myself. If the White Sox were back in it, especially this year, but I think they've gotten more national attention for being bad than they have good um, throughout the course of this season. Imagine if that was the White Sox and the Twins this year. I think that game would have a whole lot of buzz in the Midwest. I think I think it would too. I think it would too. And it's hard to like it's hard because you have to plan these things a year, two years in advance, right? Like you because it, there's so much that goes into it. Um, I think we all knew when this game got announced last year that it was going to be Cubs Reds. I think we, everyone sat there and went like, what? Yeah, really? Uh-huh. Not because of like the franchises, because we all knew that these are two, bad let's just team. call it what it is. Bad baseball teams, right? Like that's, that's not going to grab the, the average fan that's going to be like, oh, this is really good baseball. Where are they in the division? Oh, they're 20 games under 500. Oh, okay. Like, like I don't know. Like, 
it I has, feel it has Sandlot two vibes written all over. Yeah, it. like who's the, watched I, Sandlot two? I don't. I don't. Think I, I really. Sandlot I, two. I I felt this way last year, and I I still feel this way this year. I I feel like if you, I don't like it happening every year. I don't. I I think you lose the mystique a little bit. You lose the buzz around it um, because it's it's been done. And again, from a marketing standpoint and all that, it didn't help how the game transpired last year. Like if you're if you're trying to re- recreate everything, like you're not going to have Tim Anderson hit a walk off home run and have a sky view of the corn with fireworks going off as he's crossing. Like you're not going to be able to do that again. Like there's just there's too much of too much of perfectness from last year that you can't. That's just going to make no matter what happens this year, be like eh. And so I wish it. I wish they would have kept it like once every five years, you know. But now you got Frank Thomas and his whole crew that is they they've bought like the entire land or making it some like U Triple S A baseball park, you know. That people are going to be able to stay at the Field of Dreams. They're going to have all these hotels and and all that. So like it's turning into a whole thing. So I mean, from a from a like a job standpoint and all that, like it's bringing good to Dyersville. But I think from the the coolness of last year, I, I don't think you're going to be able to get get that again. Well, and that's our segment on the field of dreams game, Sean. You you broke that down perfectly, and I want I, I think it's awesome. Uh, you're out there. You're closer than uh, than we are here in Chicago to that. Um, you know, but I think that the buzz was was way bigger last year around this game surrounding it. Thought you brought up some good points. Uh, for that, but uh, we're getting close to that anniversary of of Tim Anderson rounding those bases, and I know we had some words about Tim Anderson earlier in this in this show. But uh, what a day for White Sox fans and White Sox baseball, I think, in general. Um, you know, outside of uh, a couple of other really cool uh, things that the White Sox have done uh, over the years, I think that one stands out uh, more than most outside of the World Series, at least. In my lifetime, I'll, um, I'll tell you what, Tony. It it had an effect out here, man. Yeah, it had an effect out here when Tim Anderson hit that walk off home run. I remember the following weekend, my girlfriend and I we went to the farmers market, and I've been out here since two thousand nine, and in one day at the farmers market, I've never seen so much White Sox gear walking around the farmers market as I did that day. From Eloy Jimenez jerseys to Yohan Mankata jerseys to Tim Anderson jerseys, and of course. Because it's such a rarity, every time I see it, I'm like, "Hey, go socks!" You know, like, because you, it just you don't see it a lot out here. Because this is definitely a Cubs state. That, I mean, I'm a block away from where the Iowa Cubs play right now. You know, so like everything is Cub, Cub, Cub. And to be able to see that because of, I truly believe the effect of one, the Field of Dreams game, but two, the way it happened, and people finally felt, I think, on a national standpoint, proud to be White Sox fans, like. That was our team that had that really badass, cool moment mm-hmm. in the biggest game of the season. Like that was us. Yep. That was our guys. So yeah, I, that that game's gonna live forever in my mind, and and probably most that watched it. I mean, you can. I've heard the gimmicky takes. I've heard all that uh, that stuff too from from certain individuals. But overall, Sean, I thought that that was one of the most positive days in White Sox history. And we're right upon the week uh, that that took place. So uh, look for some more content on that uh, coming from Sox on tap on tap sports net. Glad you and I got to chat about that for a minute. We're 
getting close to the hour, Sean, getting close to uh, wrapping things up here. Sox are set to take on the Kansas City Royals in a doubleheader on Tuesday. Off day Monday. I don't know how I'm going to get through Monday. It's going to be rough. <laughs> it's going to be tough. The timeline on, on Twitter.com is I'm expecting it to just be a debacle of some sorts. Um, and we're going to have to figure out what to do with ourselves at night. But doubleheader, Sean, what do we have on tap for our White Sox in game one and game two? You got to win both. You got you got to win both. Like there's, you can't afford to fall. Um, I mean, really, you shouldn't lose any of these games. Uh, have, what do we know the pitching matchups yet, Tony? Um, I'm working. I don't on, have, I'm working I don't on have some pitching matchups. I'm working on some pitching matchups, but I would definitely say that you you need to win both of these games. Um, yeah. Just just from the standpoint of it's the Kansas City Royals. And just for all of the things that we have said about this White Sox club, um, it's it's running out of time, I think, is is the right way to put it. You're running out of time for this team to make their move. So game one is at 310. It looks like Lance Lynn is going to be taking the mound for the Chicago White Sox. We do not have a starter for the Kansas City Royals yet in that one. And then uh, game two. Uh, it looks like both the Kansas City Royals and the Chicago White Sox have yet to list a pitcher. Um, there may have been some tweets out there that I missed, but according to MLB.com, it doesn't look like we've got pitching okay. matchups. We know we're going to get Lance Lynn for one. I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know when Davis Martin lasts through. He might be the uh, I, I, I think that might be the guy. Yep. I have a feeling you could see some Davis Martin in game two there. What about Jimbo? What about Jimmy Lambert? Well, that depends. I mean, he, he did work uh, this past weekend, but uh, you know, you could go with the opener, Jimmy Lambert, and uh, I know I think Ray, Lopez is back on Tuesday Reynolo, too. Reynaldo Lopez is is set to come back, so you might see him work a couple innings. We'll spot uh, starter bullpen we'll, day. We'll figure it out, but uh, we don't have the pitching matchups. Yes, we do have it reported on ontapsportsnet.com that uh, Reynaldo Lopez will be back on Tuesday. Uh, that'll be good. That's good news. I know we talked about some of this bullpen stuff, Sean, earlier, the the late-inning options. We didn't even mention what Reynaldo Lopez has done for this team. Playoff roster. Playoff roster guy. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you're, just, you're just throwing the digs in. I mean, if, if, if you uh, joined us late. Uh, yeah, I, I, I threw some shots. Podcast uh, form. I, I had some meatball take there. The meatball some... takes the meatball takes. <laughs> I'm gonna crack another beer. Here I think uh, as, I, we, I, as we wind this down. Yeah, I think so. You got game one. You got Lance Lynn going. Let's set the tone. Let's let's get out there. Have Lance go six, seven innings, maybe zero, zero, hopefully, but maybe one run ball, and just hopefully the offense shows up. Um, I'd like to see AJ Pollock back in the leadoff spot, like we've talked about throughout the show. And game two, Timmy is back. Here's what I want to see, Tony. Don't punt one of these games from a light-up standpoint. Do not punt one of these games. Everybody should be full go on Tuesday, especially because you're coming off an off day. If I, if they come out with one of these games having Josh Harrison as leadoff, Larry Garcia in the two-hole, like what the f are we doing? Go so like I'm 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 fearing that because Tim Anderson is going to be sitting game one. You know that they're still slowly working. Luis Robert back in. So 
If it's not a punt game, Sean, I feel like you're going to get maybe a mixed lineup in each of them. You can't. Something like that. But like that. I just feel like that's what the training staff is going to mandate. But Tony, like that's, that's the thing. Like you can't. We can't afford to ease Luis Robert back into one day playing three games off. Like we can't afford that. Like if you're if you're gonna play, if you're good enough to play one game, you're good enough to play two. And if you're not, then you shouldn't be on the active roster. It's my personal opinion, and that goes for everybody in the lineup because I know they're they're all it's it's always something. They're all hurt all the time. It's always so, something. <laughs> that's, <laughs> like, that's the tagline right there. Like it, it, like you, if you're healthy enough to play in the first game, or if you're healthy enough to play in the second game, you need to play in both. Like, there, you're you can't afford to punt, you can't afford Like, you, you blew those chances, you blew those chances in May, you blew those chances in June. Like, if you were 15 games up in the division, if you were the New York Yankees right now. Like, yeah, you can put up some half-assed lineup in game two if you won game one. Even if you didn't win game one, what the fuck does it matter? You're still up 15 games in the division. You're chasing. You you gave you blew all those chances to rest guys, to ease guys back in ease guys back in the lineup. Like those days are done. They're done. Like you gotta go for it. Put your best out there for to try and set the tone, Sean. Set the goddamn tone. Set the tone and try and win a goddamn division. Go and win the division. Don't I, just I, think it's going to happen. I, I love what you're saying here. You've 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 really spewed some knowledge. Today, I'm on a, I'm on the couch right now. This is I'm on th- this is therapy session. You me. are you are a lot of pent I, up. I, I said I texted you the other day. I'm like, who's on post? I got words. Yeah, no, and that's why I wanted to give you the opportunity here to come say some words, Sean. And and it's Sunday fun day, so it was the perfect opportunity to let you speak. And this on, is me uh, after a the, win. All the stuff. <laughs> I mean that's wild, man. I I I would come on here if if Johnny were on here. I'd probably have the cowboy hat on. We'd talk about how great this is. Uh, no, um, but Sean, I mean, maybe just. Am I wrong though? Am I am I wrong? No, you're not. You're not. But maybe if you were drinking a beer that had a little extra alcohol percentage in it, like Budweiser instead of Miller Lite. You might a not fine be pilsner, playing. a fine pilsner, just like the White Sox, a fine ball club. Yeah, there it is. I, I I still can't believe that uh, we we hopped on these cameras and I was in a Budweiser shirt and you were in a Miller Lite <laughs> hat and a Miller Lite shirt. So yeah, baby, yeah, that's, that's what you got here on Sunday Fun Day. We're we're rocking our beers. It's uh, it's been hostile. It's been it's been rough, but uh, we'll finish it with this. You got to pick to click for Tuesday game one. Who you got? AJ Pollock. Fucking stealing my pick to click right out of right out of the right out of the game. Okay. All right, I'll give you. I'll no, give no, you. No, AJ no, 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 no. You could take AJ Pollock. You said it. I'll go. I'll go Lance Lynn. I'll go Lance Lynn. Yeah, you're taking AJ Pollock. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go game one. Uh, Andrew Vaughn. Actually, I'm gonna go Andrew Vaughn. I think Andrew Vaughn is gonna leave the yard again. I tweeted no. I tweeted yesterday and I've got to do this. Tweeted yesterday that he's got the best warning track power that I've ever seen. It's unbelievable. And then he hits one out and I'm just like, all right, that's why that happened. So, Mr. Warning Track Power Andrew Vaughn is going to hit another home run in game 1. How about game 2? Who you got for game 2? 
Well, I, I was going to respond to your Andrew Vaughn pick and just say, let's hope he's in the lineup and it's not rest day for Andrew Vaughn, oh, um, because you know he's you know he's easing back into the lineup there because uh, he's got tired legs at age twenty three or twenty two, whatever he's got he's got tired legs. Um, but uh, um, hey man, game my two, legs are pretty, my legs are pretty tired. <laughs> game two, I'm going to go Timmy. I'm going to go Timmy. Like this is like you served a, your suspension. Old strategy. It like. Come on, man. This team need like whether we whether we admit it or not, and I think everyone knows that this team goes as Tim Anderson goes. And if he's going to be in the leadoff spot, if he gets re- if he replaces AJ Pollock and Tony Larusa does or Tony Larusa doesn't take our advice here, um, then you got to get it going, TA. You can't be going what oh for what, what was he oh for twelve in the series, but like ten Ks or something like that. Seven, six. I don't. I don't know the exact stats, and I'm probably over exaggerating there. But is there odds somewhere, Sean? I know you're a gambling man, but what are the I odds know. that TA is betting leadoff in game two? I'd say that's like minus five hundred. He's gonna. Yeah, he's leading off game two. Let, 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 let's not get it twisted, or Tony. He's he's leading off game two. In fact, I'm so confident. I think AJ Pollock will probably be sitting in game two. Yeah, rest day for game two will be rest day for AJ Pollock because that's what it we do. Depends. We, it depends. I will give. I will give TLR and the uh, the analytics staff a little bit. I need to get my boy back in the lineup at some point every now and then just to keep him regular. So you know, Gavin Sheets is going to play in one of those games. One of the games, Gavin will play, and that's why I said I don't know if I'd be so confident Andrew Vaughn playing game one, just strictly because it could be rest day uh, for game one. So, got to rest the legs. Don't gotta you rest. Love it could be worse. It could be worse. It could be absolutely worse, Sean, if there were multiple Lurie Garcia types on this team. So, let's just. He's playing in both, this. isn't he? He's playing in both, isn't he? I don't know because you've seen a lot more Josh. He just Harris went three for four. Just yeah, three, he won three Tony. for four, and he should come off the bench once a week and hit three. And hit three for four. Right? That's what should happen. That's how this because team, that's that's, that's what how he was, this team will be successful. <laughs> that's what he's brought on this team to do. Yes, that's why you extended him for three years is to bring God. him off the bench once or twice Don't a week, even. not be a start. We're going to go for another one. Yeah, minute we let's go down go. this path. Great win today. <laughs> Very happy about <laughs> it. Down. Very happy about it. Um, go out and dominate this series. Show, I'm not going to say baseball, show the American League Central that you guys are the team that we all thought you were and that you can be. Go out and dominate. Don't punt games. Don't half-ass shit. Don't jog to first. Don't jog to the ball when it's a base hit and it gets put into a double. Go after it. Work your ass off and earn this division because you can. The, the Sox can do it, man. They can do it. And again, that's why we consistently get so frustrated with this team because we know they can do it. They know they can do it. At least I think they should know that they can do it. But don't feel entitled. Go out and earn the goddamn division. It starts with Kansas City, this, this series. I love it, Sean. That's all we have for today at Sox on Tap Sunday. Fun day, Sean. This was. Just an absolute therapy session of a show. Um, glad we on a have, win, Tony. On a win. On a win. Uh, you know, and that's what we're here for. That's what we're here for. I think uh, you know the the fact that we didn't get to discuss things last night kind of bled over into today a little bit. Sox win eight to two. 
they did what they were supposed to do. Supposed to do, yeah. In in four games, so we'll get go and that. do what you're supposed to do against Kansas City. Absolutely. Follow the show at Socks on Tap on Twitter. Follow us at On Tap Sportsnet for all your Chicago sports podcasting and literature needs. We're writing about everything that goes on with all these teams, including your Chicago White Sox. You can follow Sean Roberts at Sean23Roberts, myself at Tony on Tap. Everybody else is scrolling along the bottom of the page. If you haven't gotten the message yet, go follow us. We appreciate it. Thanks to all that tuned in, especially those who were in the YouTube comments, interacting with us throughout the show. Plenty of you in here today. Love to see it. Sean, we'll close this down how we always do. White Sox forever. White Sox forever.